Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. When it comes to investing in the economy, some people know how to do it. Some don't. Some get caught up in the politics of it all. And often we end up with these fake fights and false choices and a lot of rage and very little reason when it comes to making smart decisions about investing, making a difference, being a careful steward. And so today we want to turn to Jim Sorensen. Of course, uh, Jim is a Utah entrepreneur, co-founder of Sorensen Capital, uh, Utah's leading mid-market private equity firm, and the Sorensen Impact Center. And uh, Jim, we appreciate you joining us to, to help us divide some of this rage from reason in terms of how do we actually look at investing in a proper way and how do we look at making an impact in our community uh, and around the world? It's great to uh, join you, Boyd, and I appreciate this opportunity to to give you my my points of view. Um, you know, I I think that's really a great question, and I think before I dive in, maybe I could give you and your listeners just a little overview of the Sorensen Impact Group and perspective of what we're we're doing. Uh, we run, I think, one of the only foundations that is 100% mission aligned. And by that, I mean that our investments in the corpus are invested consistent with the purposes or the mission of the foundation. Mm. So we're investing in uh, investments that not only generate a market rate return, but they address social uh, issues and benefit society. Um, I think the the other uh, aspects of our group is that we, we focus on uh, overlooked and underfunded sectors of, of uh, social impact. Uh, for example, disability. There are a billion and a half people that have some form of disability in the world. And uh, there's really some compelling investments that uh, really help those that have disability to, to become uh, more uh, employed and to be able to, to live uh, better lives. Um, so these are these are very important things that are ingrained in what we do and and how we uh, look at investment uh, in our community. Yeah, I, th- I think that's so important. I think that's something we often miss out in terms of you know what that alignment really is, what that looks like. Uh, and I love this whole idea of exploring the the overlooked and underfunded. Uh, you, you mentioned specifically yeah, those with disabilities. What are some of the other areas uh, that you're looking at that may fall into that category? of overlooked and underfunded, and yet still a, a great opportunity? Well, I think uh, the other area that I would point out is what we call uh, impact real estate. And right now, uh, affordability uh, in housing is really an issue uh, all around the country, particularly here in, in Utah. Uh, and we have uh, a fund that focuses Catalyst on uh, making investments, again, that are market rate, both the Enable Ventures, which is the disability-focused fund, and Catalyst, but that address uh, affordable housing and access to services and economic development. And a a good example of this is investments that we're making in the Granary District in Salt Lake City, which has been a distressed and, you know, often uh, overlooked area, even though it's in, in the front door of our city. Uh, to help be able to revitalize uh, that area and create housing and a better environment for for people that live there. 
Yeah, uh, and I think that's, that's such an important thing to, to look at as people are exploring ways. And I, I know a lot of people think, okay, how can I – how can I invest? How can I get a good return? And how can I make sure it's aligned with what I believe or, or what I think is important to give back or to protect in society? Uh, I know uh, a lot of the, the catalyst work that you've been uh, doing in that uh, transformative community space uh, in terms of uh, those that you know may be uh, not just underserved, but maybe some of those where there's been misalignment over the years or, or where there has been a, a, some real in, in, inequity. Um, what do you look at in, in that space? Well, I think uh, we have a, a very, um, uh, I would say, qualitative and quantitative approach to this. We look at what the community needs are initially as we're looking at potential investments. And it could be, you know, there's not enough uh, housing uh, or affordable housing. It could be that there are food deserts, uh, so access to services. We, we work with uh, local governments and leaders within the community, and then um, we assess, you know, what's going to be developed in that community to address those needs and how it's measured over time in creating better outcomes for those that live in the community in, our, in ultimately making our investment decisions. Uh, and, and so it's a very, uh, I would say, formulaic way that we approach this. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I love that. I think there's a discipline to that in terms of uh, how you do it and how you maintain that alignment over time, I think, is uh, is a test of any organization. But the way I think you go about it with that formulaic approach, I think, gives you some uh, some cross beams and some strength in terms of sustaining that, uh, which I think is the the real test. And uh, Jim, it is. Uh, tell me, what uh, what's the one thing you wish uh, people better understood uh, about impact investing? Again, kind of getting through the, the chaff of it all. Uh, what do you wish that people understood a little bit better when it comes to this kind of investing? Well, I think that uh, it's important that under, that people understand that impact investing is really a spectrum, unlike traditional investing that's just focused on, you know, market rate and, and alpha. Impact investing is really a spectrum. On one end, our foundation makes what are called program-related investments, which are usually concessionary, purpose-first, uh, they're really meant to help provide capital to de-risk mm-hmm. potentially disruptive solutions and businesses and, and services. Uh, and, you know, quite often uh, an investor is not going to invest there because it's too high risk right. or it's a concessionary return. So that would be on one end of the spectrum. On the other end, the foundation is 100% aligned 
uh, and needs to make uh, the best returns it can for its corpus. And, you know, we've done that in impact investments and we're beating the benchmarks, uh, you know, in the marketplace in terms of our returns and then measuring the impact at the same time. We're reaching over 600 million people in terms of mm. of the impact uh, across the various sectors of impact that we're invested in. Uh, that's uh it's so important for us to recognize that full spectrum. I appreciate you laying it out that way because I think a lot of uh, a lot of us get very narrow niched in terms of what something might mean or what it actually is. And uh, I think really understanding this this type of approach I think is so important uh, because the uh, as we always say it's it's community and culture that lead the politicians follow in the end. And this is an area where I think if we understood this better, uh, invested more wisely in in these areas. Uh, it would take a lot of pressure off of not only federal government, but state and local government, uh, and really help create those communities that I think actually lead the country to a better place. Yes, and, and we found that uh, as people have examined what we have done, they really want to be able to start doing this with their own portfolios and in their own investing. And so we've established an advisory to be able to uh, help others to be able to do the same and invest across the asset classes. And it may be that they want to be focused on education right. or let's say you know, access to, to healthcare. Um, and uh, we've really taken the time and developed the practice to be able to provide uh, you know, good choices for those kind of investments that people may want to make. Uh, fantastic stuff. Jim Sorensen, uh, Jim, we appreciate you spending time with us today. Jim, of course, is the co-founder of Sorensen Capital, also the Sorensen Impact Center. And uh, Jim, we appreciate the difference you make in our community and in so many other communities around the world. Thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you for letting me join you. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some other kinds of investing. We're going to talk about things that are very expensive on the federal level, but they're very popular. So what do we do? We're going to talk to a friend of the show, Romina Bacha, coming up next on Inside Sources. Stick around. 